Hello, my Pilates lovers. Thank you for tuning in to All Things Pilates. I'm your host, Darian Gold. Each episode, you'll get to hear a new guest share his or her knowledge, insights, and experiences. Together, we explore the ongoing evolution of the Pilates method, as well as its connection to other modalities, such as gyrotonic, yoga, podiatry, and chiropractic. I now present to you the many aspects of this beautiful, complex, and life-affirming discipline. As you may recall last week's guest, Gwen Miller, who talked about contemporary Pilates and the benefits of practicing a modern approach to the Pilates method. This week, we have another point of view, a classically trained instructor and studio owner named Celia Jones, who lives and teaches in Melbourne, Australia. From Celia's standpoint, she believes the line between contemporary and classical Pilates has blurred rendering potential students or teachers confused as to what Pilates actually is. Is the Pilates method set in stone, or should it be a living method that needs to evolve? As you will hear, Celia trusts in the power of Joseph Pilates' original exercises and has stuck closely to them for the last 19 years. Her love of movement began early, as one of those kids who just couldn't sit still. Young Celia immersed herself in an array of physical activities, from tennis and gymnastics to dance classes, where she unknowingly began her journey into the study of how the human body was meant to move. Though life moved on for Celia, she never forgot the joy in exploring movement, and after spending 20 long years in the workforce, she decided to leave her hospitality management profession. Then, on a much-needed vacation in Thailand, Celia was mugged and badly injured physically and emotionally. Not wanting to live as a victim, Celia needed time to get back to herself, and she recalled hearing about an incredible exercise system called Pilates, and wondered if it might help her fully recover. She researched online about the Pilates method and learned of Drago's Gym in New York City and of Romana Krasinowska. She found out that Romana certified teachers not only at Drago's Gym, but in other countries, and even better, right in Australia where Celia lived. Unfortunately, The teacher training school was nine hours away in Sydney. But luck was on her side as she learned of a local Pilates instructor named Lizzie Carnegie, who had just come back from New York City, armed with a Romanus Pilates certification, and so began Celia's studies. In 2002, after immersing herself fully into the method, Even traveling to Sydney and living there for months at a time, Celia was certified, and from that point on, she has brought passion, laughter, and unwavering technique to every class she teaches. From her own life-altering experience, she knows Pilates has the power to heal and nourish the mind, body, and spirit. 
calling in from Melbourne, Australia, is Celia Jones. Hey there, Celia. Hello, Darian. What a beautiful introduction, and thank you so much for creating this platform. Thank you so much. You can hear me okay, right? I sure can. Hopefully you can hear me too. I can. All the way from Australia, and it is, what time is it there right now? It is around 9 a.m. on a Monday morning. Okay. Right off the bat, of all the countries that you could have chosen Mm -hmm. for a vacation, what was it about Thailand? (laughs) Thailand. uh, I'd been to Thailand before, so it was kind of a safe place for me to visit. And for us Aussies, it's unfortunately, it is cheaper to fly internationally than it is to fly domestically. Having been to Thailand, I'd enjoyed the culture, the people, the weather, and also the favourable exchange rates. Uh, I was aching for a friendly holiday destination, you know, to just sit and ponder my future in. So it seems a perfect, perfect choice. Well, not that perfect, because unfortunately you had this... (laughs) traumatic event and are you okay talking about the kind of injuries that you sustained because of this mugging? Yeah it was certainly a game changer. Uh, I'm totally totally fine talking about it. Thank you for checking. Ask away. Shoot away. (laughs) What kind of injuries did you sustain basically? Okay so after being dragged behind a motorbike for oh now, you guys talk in yards, so that's 110 yards, about 100 metres. My handbag was attached to the back of this bike, so I was dragged behind this motorbike, and uh, my entire right side was deeply lacerated, and my right shoulder, elbow, and hip pretty much copped the brunt of the force. These lacerations had to be attended to daily for the next seven days of my continued stay in the country. But the full extent of my injuries they really wouldn't become apparent until my return to Melbourne, where my whole system, I remember coming home from Melbourne and kind of holding it all together while I was still away, determined to enjoy this holiday. And I saw my mother at the airport. She picked me up and she saw these bandages and and I must have looked a wreck and, and I just broke down emotionally, just crippled by what had happened. The fact that I wasn't invincible, I think, just completely took me back to, um, oh, look, just realize that I was not in control of my life. Yeah, the emotional scars took a lot, a lot longer to heal than, than the physical stuff. But I couldn't straighten my elbow for a really, really long time because I was holding my arm in this kind of, at this right angle. Uh, so I was obviously in, in protection mode. So apart from the physical, you know, it was, it was emotionally, it ran really, really deep for me. And that lasted a bit of time, right? Oh, totally. Uh, I was a mess. I was at a stage in my life where I'd been pondering my career, as you mentioned in, in my introduction or your introduction, and I realized that hospitality was just not cutting it for me. And uh, I had heard about Pilates. I decided to to give that a go once I sustained these physical injuries and knew that my life's trajectory was was changing whether I liked it or not. And the mugging was, was a, a big sign from the universe to literally change my life. 
Please tell our listeners the moment you knew absolutely 100% that Pilates heals. I remember Cynthia Lachard, who was my mentor in Sydney, and we were going through the rowing series on the Reformer. And uh, it takes a heck of a lot of brain power to get those those rowing one, two, three, and four, punch those out and, and learn the positions and the feeling of those exercises. And I believe at that moment, when I was doing either one or two, rowing one or two, I extended my arms and not being able to actually extend my right elbow for the last few months, having seen a chiropractor, an osteo, and a plethora of other health professionals not being able to help me, I was now focused on the Pilates method, on this classical method, where my arms were supposed to be, my brain was firing, my, my neuron, neurons were going nuts, and my body just did what I was told to do through the movement. And I, I remember distinctly feeling my elbow make this little pop. And I remember saying to Cynthia, my elbow just popped. And I'm kind of thinking, what just happened there, you know? And all of a sudden, my arm was straight. And I knew, this stuff works. This method works. And it healed my elbow in that precise moment for the first time executing the rowing series. I was mind blown. The humbling thing about teaching Pilates these days is that I am mind blown by the healing capabilities of the method every single client that I see because every single client comes in and presents with something different. I have a 21-year-old who is, uh, she suffers, well, she doesn't suffer actually, I should reiterate, she has dwarfism and her spine is, has been operated on. She has a rod in that spine that doesn't really move and all of her joints, her legs and her arms are all really bendy and hyperextended and she has needed Pilates to give her joints the stability. Now, this girl is the gutsiest girl I've ever met in my whole life. And she, she gains or has gained so much confidence studying the Pilates method with me in her life, her strength, her confidence, Oh, I, I get goosebumps when I think about this girl, Haley. her name is. Hope you don't mind me saying that, Haley, if you're listening. It heals in so many ways, Darian, from the obvious aches and pains, but to the spiritual and, uh, and the physical. I'm just in love with it. I love that story. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. It leads me to my next question. For my potential or for potential students and teachers who might be on the fence about which approach to delve into, contemporary or classical, what do you think, besides the story that you just shared with us, what do you think is the most powerful argument for learning the original Pilates method? Look, that is, that is the question at the moment, yes. In my opinion, I have nothing to really compare classical versus contemporary. 
So for me, when I researched Pilates, the first thing that came up for me was Drago's. There wasn't the saturated market that there is today where everyone and his dog is teaching Pilates. And by Pilates, it's an umbrella. If it works your abs, we call it Pilates here in Melbourne. And to me, that just is a shame. It's confusing. It makes people wonder what Pilates really is. And and to be honest, I find it disrespectful to Joe's legacy and all of the people who have followed and carried the torch for the Pilates method. I was fortunate enough to only experience Pilates as you and I know it and probably many of your listeners, true to Joe's work, the work. Anything else apart from that, I personally cannot consider Pilates. It's a spin-off and it's, uh, it's using the name Pilates to jump on a bandwagon and, uh, dare I say, make money from. I don't feel it's fair. It's a shame. So I can't really advise anyone else, do you go contemporary, do you go classical? Because I've been so fortunate. If something's not broken, you know, you're not going to fix it. And from my experience with the method, it works. Why would I look elsewhere? What was the most valuable thing that you learned during your teacher training program? That's an awesome question because there was so much to learn. Put the exercises aside because, you know, obviously they're, they're the biggest gift. But I learned... Wow, I learned to be grateful for my body and what it could do and for my mind and my determination to learn and absorb all of the exercises with integrity. And I think Romana's Pilates and the work really upholds that integrity. And I think that's probably the main thing is the integrity of the work. What are your thoughts about the specific mat and reformer order that the classical community abides by, but the contemporary doesn't necessarily put the same kind of emphasis. What are your thoughts about what we call in the classical world the order? The order is the order I was taught because the way that Joseph created them was to warm the body up with the hundred and to cool it down with, you know, with the ending. For me, I I stick to that because it works. Ramana did actually change the order. Now I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's where she actually inserted long box straight, the long box series, like pull straps and backstroke and teaser. She inserted that straight after the short box series, I believe because the box was already there, all we had to do was turn that around. And I think that's probably the only thing that that differs from Joe's work. But yeah, I I stick to the order. I stick to the order unless I need to omit something or I need to modify something. And the basic intermediate and advanced systems, they just work. So yeah, I've never had a need to change them unless I need to omit something. If someone's not feeling great about a certain exercise, we leave it out. Is 
contemporary Pilates more popular in Australia? It sure is. Yeah, it, it sure seems to be. I only know of maybe a handful of studio, studios personally which use classical apparatus. So they'll either be using the Graz equipment or Pilates designs. The rest out of that, that handful, uh, and, and you have to excuse me because I am a little bit of a Pilates unicorn. <laughs> I feel like I feel like living here in Melbourne, there's one other lady that I did my training and my apprenticeship with, and she's probably a half an hour drive away from me. Apart from her, she's the only one that I was trained with teaching Romana's Pilates in Melbourne. I know that there are some apprentices and some possibly brand new certified instructors, but I don't really have too much to do with them. So calling myself a unicorn, I just kind of focus on my work and my continuing education and my studio is my safe haven and my spot. So the majority of the places that are advertising Pilates that I have, I have ventured out and, and checked out, they're using what I can see and visibly remind me of like an iPhone. They're like these iPhone reformers. And instead of straps made of leather with the handles attached, they're cords. And I don't know, it just all looks really plasticky and the specifications don't look right, the dimensions don't look right. And having worked on one of those iPhone reformers or attempted to, I, I couldn't feel the work. I couldn't feel the depth of the work in my body. Hence, you know, people are bound to be confused if they're using the wrong equipment versus the classical equipment. I was going to ask you if you had ever been on modern designs. Uh, I'm not a fan. I'm really not a fan. The work is different. It's very different. And I can, I can understand why the work needs to be reinvented if you're using that equipment because you can't feel the benefit of the, the classical exercises on that equipment. You just, you just can't. Also, there are, it's confusing. There are so many springs. And, yeah, it means I've kind of got to reinvent or recreate the work to, to try to make it fit. So anytime I've been offered to work on any equipment, unfortunately, my answers had to be no. I had a conversation with somebody who was looking for an instructor and she was looking at possibly having me work at her studio that was going to be opening up. And I asked her, she already had a gymnasium with weights, et cetera, and group exercise. And I did ask her what kind of Pilates she was intending to teach there, contemporary or classical. She said she'd have to get back to me. <laughs> now, this studio, right, this studio was opening in a month, but she was going to get back to me. And I thought, wow, all right, I'm definitely not going to take this job. <laughs> uh, but I'm interested to see where she's going with this. And I'm going to watch what's happening here. And I followed through in my communications with her. And she got back to me and she said, she was very honest, I have to say, and, and I respect that. Honesty is a good thing. She said, I had to look up what you meant by contemporary or classical. Wow. Now, for me, this is somebody who's going to be opening a studio and has purchased all of their equipment. 
And I said, all right, let me, let me rephrase the question. What equipment are you going to be teaching on? And she said it was this particular, I'm not going to name names, but it was this thing that looks like an iPhone. And I said, okay, you will not be teaching classical Pilates on that equipment. Good luck with your endeavors, you know, but it's not for me. Thank you. And um, that's what's happening here in Australia. Celia, you might stay in touch with her and offer to mentor her because she probably needs some guidance if she didn't even know the difference between the two disciplines or the two approaches. That might be something... Yeah, this is true. That's a good point. That is a good point. I feel like you're very generous with your spirit in saying that. And I would like to believe that maybe something I would say would have a difference, but the studio is now open. They're doing successfully, right? Well, from what I can gather. And uh, this is what's happening in Melbourne, is that these studios are opening. They're hot Pilates, or they're called uh, feel the burn Pilates, or they're called circuit Pilates. It's, it's all about doing, let's say, kind of a, an exercise like side splits, but or maybe a little bit like gondola, actually, right, without using a pole. They're kind of doing so many repetitions of a particular exercise to create a burn, right, in, in the muscle, which as a classical Pilates instructor, you know is not what Pilates is all about. It's not about fatiguing the muscles. And um, for me to kind of go in there and say, hey, can I help you now that she's established this studio, I feel like it would fall on deaf ears. But your, your generosity of spirit, I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, I'd like to know that I could make a difference. Well, you never know. True. You, you do never know. You do never know. Uh, Celia. She knows where I am. Yes. And you might contact her in a few months just to say hello. I'm, I mean, we try to be supportive of each other, which is almost unheard of even in the two approaches that's been my observation. It's very difficult to find other studio owners and even other instructors that really want the best for each other. I hope that this show can be maybe a conduit to help those feel more supported. I wanted to ask you about the time that you took your Pilates education and taught high school students. Do you do that now? I don't at this point. I don't. It is something that I am passionate about, though, because in, uh, in Joe's book, Your Health and uh, Return to Life Through Contrology, I believe it's page 35, he talks about first educate the child. It's amazing that this guy, this man, this wonderful man was a genius, and he talks about in childhood, and I'm quoting him now, both good and bad habits are easily formed. So. I was lucky enough to have a, a school principal of a, a private girls' school approach me. She was in one of my math classes, and she asked me whether or not I would come out and teach maybe like kind of a one-off per, per term, or you guys might call it semester, and uh, teach the girls some Pilates. And uh, I accepted her offer. It didn't continue. It's not in school at this stage. I've done guest appearances here and there, especially at my kids' school. 
they've had like what's called a feeling fabulous day and mm-hmm. all the kids just do all of this wonderful exercises for the day and learn about yoga and meditation and, and Pilates. And Ooh, that is fabulous. It's wonderful. It's one, it was totally fabulous. But, you know, what's also scary is that there are kids who can't touch their toes. They're not realizing that it's how they're using their body. It's not necessarily just about hamstring flexibility. It's about where are they bending from? So there's so much that I'd love to teach in high schools and, and to kids. My kids might kind of <laughs> debate that because uh, they get a they get a bashing literally from uh, from both mm-hmm. my husband Steve and I where how they're sitting sit up straight you can't breathe properly if you're or you're all slumped your brain's not going to get enough oxygen so that you can think so sit up when you're doing your homework you know breathe yes <laughs> and Joseph was all about that too we have run out of time and it'd be wonderful for you to come back but right now if people want to reach out to you in Australia, in Melbourne, or they're passing through, how do they reach you? Yeah, how do they reach me? I am on Instagram as Celia Jones underscore Pilates, or I have a Facebook page, Celia Jones Pilates. My website is celiajonespilates.com. And there's also a link to my website on my Pilates, uh, sorry, on my Instagram page and on my Facebook page. So they can shoot me through an email or they can... They can give me a buzz. Thank you so much for your time, Celia. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for having me, Darian. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. Take care. We have run out of time, and all I can say is, you know, I always say it, please lift your head, lift your spine, because they will lift your spirit. Have a fabulous week, everybody. 